chapter 4 this morning. If you, if you need a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, if you need one, uh, tell uh, 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 me, don't tell me right now, you can tell uh, Alec or somebody will get you one. There should be one in the pew in front of you. But don't go home without a good Bible if you don't have one. Uh, we want to be sure that you have a good Bible when you go home to study and to pray and to read. Uh, look with me in 2 Corinthians 4, down about verse 6. I hope this morning... Uh, you, you all know that I'm not the best encourager in the world, uh, but I hope this morning that you can be encouraged uh, by what the Word says. Uh, in four, four, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, if you found it, say amen. amen. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also, or the resurrection also of Jesus, might be made manifest in our bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death works in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith according as is written, I believe. Therefore I have spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound unto the glory of God. Verse 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outer man perish, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. And I pray, ask Lord, to bless the word of the preaching. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day. And thank you for your word, Father. Lord, we thank you for the life that you bring in this old dark world, Father. Lord, uh, I say so many times, I can't imagine being, being separated from you and not having a relationship with you in this old dark world today. Lord. Father, we thank you. And just ask you to continue to shine your light in the darkness, bring all things to light. Father, just uh, thank you for supplying yourself and sacrifice uh, that being you. And uh, you know, here, taking our place and giving us that, uh, that means of salvation with you. Father, we just pray for a vine and a safe away from
And so right now I'm going to do what I want to do, live how I want to live, worry what I need to worry about, do everything. But listen, that's not what the... You missed it. <laughs> if that's it, if that's all you got, you missed it. You missed the whole boat. You missed the whole boat. Well, I want you to understand that we have a great hope in Jesus Christ this morning as we stand, as we sit, as we're right here today. We have a great hope in Jesus Christ. And if I don't make you clap and celebrate, I ain't got nothing on We have a great hope in Jesus today. We have a great hope that, that in the Son of God. And if you've received Him into your life, if, you've, if you have a relationship with Him, and you've been filled in His Spirit, then you have this great hope today. If you don't have His Spirit, no wonder we're so downtrodden. No wonder we're so scattered. No wonder we're so quiet when we come to worship. No wonder we're so wishy-washy on when we come with what we do. But if you have His Spirit, if you, if you have a relationship with Him and He's placed His Spirit inside of you, you have a great hope today. You have very few things to be worried about. You have very few things to be concerned over. Listen. Listen. These verses tell us a lot about how that, that we should uh, um, uh, to thank, how, how we have to remember how to thank, we have to remember how to believe and how to respond to the world and the situation. When, when situations seem so hopeless, when, 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 when situations seem like, like there's, there's nothing we can do except for we're just sitting here dying and, 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 and all this stuff, we have to remember these Scriptures tell us. These Scriptures tell us uh, how, to, how to thank and how to pray and how to trust. And what we ought to be doing. I need you to understand this morning. That nothing has slipped past uh, the hand of God. Not, nothing has slipped past. Uh, uh, no, no things have surprised Him. Uh, no things have knocked Him out of His place. Uh, uh, no things have knocked Him uh, off track of His plan. No thing. There's nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. For some reason... Um, You and I, upon trusting in His offer of salvation, and I, I think sometimes this is where we, where we get so uh, distracted. I think this is where we get so, uh, of course, is, is when we receive that offer of salvation. God has given you a task. You, you are, you are uh, uh, become new. You, you've been given life where you was dead. <coughs> And, and, and in this process, God has given you a task and a calling and a ministry. And a lot of people say this, and I don't want you to miss it, because you, you can represent Christ everywhere you go. You should. But sometimes we think, well, you know what? This is the way my life has worked out, and I just believe that's my calling, that's my ministry. And, and yes, a lot of times our job is our ministry. But here's my thing. Regardless of what we're doing, we ought to minister. We, we have this hope that's in us. We have this, we have this spirit of, of the living God inside of us that is making things new, that is, that is eternal, that is, that is healing, that is helping, that is promising all these things. And we carry this. Uh, the task is that we, we were carrying this hope inside of us in a dark, dark world. We have this hope. We have this hope. You know what? And, and, and I don't get distracted. Because I'm not hoping that everybody, I, I don't have this, this great hope that, that everybody uh, is never going to get sick. I don't have this great hope that, that, that everything's going to go back to normal. Right? I'm not banking on that, church. 
I'm not banking on that. I don't even care about that. I don't have this great hope that, 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 that my kids will always get to do everything that I got to do. I'm not banking on that. But I have this hope inside of me that whatever happens, whatever this thing winds up looking like, Jesus. Jesus. I have Christ in me. I have the spirit of the living God inside of me. I'm not worried about the rest of it. See, the problem is we get so distracted, we get so spun in, in, in this hope that God's given us, this task and this calling, this, this, that we carry this gospel and we carry this hope, we carry this promise of eternal life in us. And, and, and I want to show you why that I can sell that you back up to chapter 4, verse 1. He said this, he said, therefore seeing, or, or therefore seeing or in light of that, uh, that we have this ministry, as we receive mercy, we faint not. Faint not means cave in. Because I have this ministry, because I have this task in my life, because I have this purpose in my life, I faint not. I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to give up. Can I share something with you? And I, of course, I, I, I love coaching football because I love these kids and I love to be a part of their life. But you know what uh, I see a lot of times, and even in my kids, um, maybe even in adults a lot of times, um, people faint quickly. We give up quickly. Listen to me. People cave in quickly. Listen to me. You may not like it. You may not like it. It's too hot outside. I ain't going to yard. Okay. I ain't going to do what I need to do. I, 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 I remember, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I shared this with the other group, when I was a kid, we hauled hay, cut the back of right, and it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter how hot you got. It didn't matter how soft you was. You either kept up with the crew or nobody cared for you to come back. You didn't get a trophy for hauling hay, Larry Hamilton. Huh? You either hauled it or you didn't. When you cut the back up and you was way up here and everybody was way back there, you think they felt sorry for you? Listen to me. Soft. Everybody caves. Everybody caves. I feel something. I don't feel, and I don't feel like I'm sitting playing my video game, so I've got to cave in. I'm caving in. You know what happens in our families? <clears throat> Jen and I have been married 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> Next week? 23 years. Next week before. That's a pretty good run. I think my own grandmother said, My <laughs> <laughs> sweet grandma. And she was praying. She said, I'm afraid you only go back. I said, I hear you praying. But you know what? You think everything's always been easy? You just faint. Just cave in. I'm telling you, folks. This, the, this day that we live in, people are fainting everywhere. Over anything. Over anything.
what you're supposed to be doing, so you just quit. It's just easier to quit. It's just easier to not put forth the effort. It's easier not to hang in there. It's easier just to go high. It's easier just to sit at home. It's easier just to go back to drinking. It's easier just to go back to smoking. It's easier to go back to stealing. It's easier to go back to lying. Just quit. You're fat. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Because of Christ, Christ has put this task, this purpose, this ministry inside of you. And seeing that I have this ministry, I may not know what it all looks like. I may not like it all the time. It may not be something that makes me comfortable. I would dare say if it makes you comfortable, that you're probably not on the right street. Amen? But because I have this ministry, and I've been given this great mercy, I thank God. I thank God. I'm not, I'm not going to faint. I'm going to keep going for counseling. I'm, if I'm the last one standing. You've got to know who you are. you got to know that God's given you something to do. You've received this calling, this, 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 uh, this, this, uh, uh, this ministry to carry this promise of eternal life. And because I realize that, I faint not. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to cave in. God has saved you and placed you. Now listen to me. God has saved you and placed you and has known you this morning, this moment, this day. People say, oh, I wish I had done things back before everybody was quarantined and sick and before everybody was arguing. I wish you'd have known life went back when we had them rotary phones instead of them touch phones. Amen. I wish I, I, I should have done my thing then. Well, maybe you should have. But God's known you today. God has placed you today. God has purposed you today. Listen, I don't care what's falling around me. I don't care what's going on around you. God has purposed you for today. We're here today. Today. God has purposed you for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. And certainly don't worry about yesterday. God's purposed you for today. We find out today. We carry our purpose today. We do our job today. We do our job today. See, we don't like that. Can I tell you why people don't like that? Because we like to come in and out when we want to. We like to come in and out when we want to. We like to do how we how we please and how we feel. Instead of just doing our job. Here it may get you a while ago, we heard scripture. He said, what would a prophet man gain the whole world lose his own son? What would a prophet man? Well, I do my job, I'm not going to go to work anymore. What would a prophet man? What is it profit a man? What is it profit a man? You see, God has known you today. You see, the problem is, and, and, and we have to deal with this, and, and I want you to understand that, that I'm going to make this a little bit easier. Let's just take it. Let's de-escalate. Let's de-escalate. Part of the problem is that we have to realize is that we're carrying this, 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 this wonderful promise. We're carrying this great salvation. We're, we're carrying this, this, this great promise of eternal life inside of a vessel. The scripture says in verse 7, he said, we have this treasure in earthen Vessels. Now let me explain to you something about earthen vessels. This is an earthen vessel. And I don't know, this earthen vessel is not as good shape as it was 10 years ago. 
Amen. Ten years ago, it wasn't in real good shape. But ten years before that, it was in better shape. Right? But it's not in good shape. And, and it gets a, a lot of things going on inside this earthen vessel that this great treasure, this great treasure is inside of here somewhere. But this outside part, and, and, and he, he sees a lot of stuff, man. He feels a lot of stuff. He feels pressure from stuff. He gets afraid. He, he gets where he don't understand. He gets his feelings hurt. And, and, and not only that, not only does he get his, his inside stuff hurt, his feelings hurt, and that kind of stuff, but man, he also takes a licking on the outside, right? He gets bruised and beat and hurt and, 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 and scared and, and, and broken, and all kinds of stuff happens in this earthen vessel. He gets weak and tired and diseased and exposed. And when we feel that, and when we, 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 we see the, listen to what I'm telling you. When the evidence of that begins to get greater than the treasure on the inside, when when the pressures of the of the earth of the of the outside, when the evidence of that gets greater than the treasure on the inside, we find. We find.
And you know what will happen after a few years? It's going to turn into dirt. Well, don't go out there and dig none of them up to see. But after a little while, it's earthy. So look what he said. We have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. I hope everybody can see this. It's time to stop trying to muster up enough on our own. It's time to stop trying to figure everything out on our own. It's time to stop looking for answers from every corner. It's time to stop hoping and pleading and begging and trusting in this or trusting in that. It's time to stop that so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You're not going to figure it out. You're not going to work harder and get it done. You'll either trust God, walk in His thing, walk in His promises, walk His purpose out in your life, or it won't happen. It won't happen. It's by design. He said, that, that, he said, He gave us this treasure in earth and vessels so that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of us. Because the reality is we're troubled on every side. The reality is we're squeezed in every direction. The reality is we don't know what to do half the time by the time you figure it out, something will change. There's so many questions, so many worries, so many frustrations. And the answer, the answer is Christ. The answer is Jesus. What I need to do to get to Him. He's the treasure. Would you agree He's the treasure? Amen. He's the treasure. You're giving these these seeds. We have this treasure in earth and vessels. He's in there. What do I need to do? I can no longer fake it until I make it. I can no longer be a Sunday morning Christian. I can no longer just, just have this thing ain't uh, uh, Burger King. I'm no longer going to have it on Right? It's not going to work. In church, we're seeing that. We're seeing that play out. We're seeing that play out. We have to guard the treasure. We have to guard the treasure. I haven't always done a very good job of that. Sometimes the world will use everything it can to cover up the treasure. Jesus said in, in John chapter 4, he was talking to a Samaritan woman at the well. And she came up and was talking. And he said, if you need, the man would ask me a drink, he said, I'd give him a drink that he'd never thirst again. I'll give you a drink that, uh, that you'd never thirst again. And she said, how did that work? Can, can I tell you something? That's where most folks are. That's where most folks are. How does that work? How can you give me a drink so that I'll never thirst again? How does that work? Because I get up in the morning and I hear this and I hear that and I'm poor, I'm nervous and I'm running left and right. Listen to what he said. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I should give him shall never thirst. But the water that I should give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto eternal life. It's constantly springing up, springing up, springing up, giving me what I need when I need it. Helping me along. Showing me direction. 
What's he talking about screwing up? The treasure. He's talking about the treasure. Jeremiah. Let me tell you something about Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 20. You, you all can go back and read some time. Jeremiah in, in chapter 20. Jeremiah was to the point. This is God's prophet. He was to the point. He, he was just ready to fight. It was fight time. It was give up time. I'm no longer going to walk in my purpose. I'm no longer going to say the name of God. I'm no longer going to speak His name. I'm going to give up. It's fight time. Everybody hates me. Everybody ignores me. Everybody, they're trying to attack me. He said it's time for me to give up. He just decided to faint. And this is what he then said. He said, then I said, I will not make mention of Him anymore. I'm not going to speak anymore in His name. But you know what he found out? He found out. He said, but His Word was in my heart as a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. Can I challenge you with something? I don't want you to question me. I don't want you to question salvation. I'm not trying to get you to question your salvation. But how long will God allow you just to go on and do your thing and never make mention of Him? Never make mention of His Word. Never make mention of His name. Never make mention of His hope. How long will you go without doing that? How long has it been? How long have you kept your mouth shut at the break table? How long have you kept your mouth shut at the family dinner? I'm not talking about politics. You see, everybody wants to talk about politics and their opinion instead of the name of Christ. Amen. How long can you keep your mouth shut? Jeremiah said, I tried. He said, I was ready to give up. He said, I was going to give up. He said, but what I found was that name was like a fire in my heart. He said, it was like fire that was shut up in my bones. He said, I couldn't keep my mouth shut, Garrett. He said, I tried. I tried. I tried, but I could not stay. It had to come out. Why? Why? Because it was in there. Listen to me. Because it was in there. Why did it come out? Because it was in there. Tell me. It's time. It's time to figure it out. It's time to figure it out. You say, well, you don't understand. I said a prayer. Time. You didn't say my prayer. You say by faith in the name of Jesus Christ. You ain't saved by prayer. You say by faith in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You're not saved by prayer. Study. You're not saved by baptism. You're not saved by confirmation. You're not saved by church. You're not saved by doing good. You're saved by faith in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. verse of Scripture, this wise man, Solomon, said in Proverbs chapter 4, he said to guard your heart diligently. Above all things, guard your heart. Why? The treasure in there. Treasure in there. What else? For out of it comes the issues of life. Out of it comes the issues of life. We've got to guard the treasure. We've got to guard our hearts. You see, we have to allow the workings of the Spirit of God in us to spring up 
to provide some peace, provide joy, provide confidence in the King. The apostle said, trouble on every side, yet not distressed. Now if I said it like this, then we're pressured in every way. We're hedged in. We're hedged in, but not crushed. We're hedged in. We're circling around, but we're not crushed. Perplexed. Unsure of finding a way out. But I'm not driven to despair. Hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted. Struck down, not destroyed. Verse 10 says, bearing this, bearing about in the body, in this body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. That, that's what we're doing. We're bearing about in the dying of the Lord Jesus so that the resurrection might be seen in me. The resurrection might be seen in me. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus might be seen in me. It looks about it looks like dying. But by the time you thought he was dead, here he came. Huh? Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy, you'd like to turn over there. Paul took his, his little son in the faith. Timothy, great preacher of the Word of God. Paul told him in verse 20, chapter 2, he said, In the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth. He said, In the great house, he said, There's a lot of stuff in it. I, I won't, I'll take it easy. Uh, I know uh, in my house, we have some things that are of great value. I don't say great value. Some things that I think are valuable. Guns, stuff, a little bit of jewelry, not much. Got a TV, I'm kind of fond of it. Right? It ain't no great two, three, four hundred bucks, maybe. I don't know. Stuff that I would say is great value. And you know what else we got? You know what I'd like to yard sale? A bunch of <laughs> we got a bunch of junk, and some of that junk is pretty valuable to her. Right? <laughs> and some of my junk, some of my stuff is valuable to me as junk to her, right? My goodness is, he said in a great house, something, great value, gold and silver. But you know what else is in there? Gold and silver. You know what else is in there? Sticks. It's dirt. Gold and silver, sticks and dirt. When sticks and dirt wind up in our house, and they do, right? Somebody getting chewed out. <laughs> right? And you can bring all the gold and silver in you want, right? But sticks and dirt, There's some things that are valuable, some things that are very invaluable. There's some things that bring honor and some things that bring dishonor. That's what he went on and said. He said some of these things bring honor, some of the things bring dishonor. He said in this great house there's this mixture of things that's going on inside of it. And he's talking about you and I. And the problem is everything can't just go. Everything can't just go. He said, if you, if you would, and listen to what he told Timothy. He said, if a man therefore would purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. 
And that where we started. And that where we started. God has something he wants to use us to do. God has a work for us to do. It don't really matter what's coming or going in this world. The work's the same.
you to be encouraged in this. One day soon, the Scripture says this, and, and I want you to understand that, that in the middle of this battle that we're dealing with, this thing is going on where, where this flesh is beating, getting beat up, man. I get to be a nervous wreck too, right? I get to be a nervous wreck too, and sometimes I try to hide it. I try to hide it until the deacon start asking questions, right? Listen to me. When preaching God, I get nervous. Preaching God, do what you said. I'm trying. I'm trying just to live for Jesus. I'm trying. <coughs> okay? Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. One day pretty soon, here's what's going to happen. He said in 1 Corinthians 15, He said in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. We shall be changed. It, don't, it will no longer matter. Listen, it's not going to matter who hurt your feelings. It's not going to matter who, who did this and did that. It's not going to matter what God told you. It's not going to matter because we shall be changed. What's going to happen? What's it going to look like? When this corruptible, no, he said, this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. This, the things that have got this thing will be changed where it's no longer corruptible. It will no longer be uh, 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 apt to die. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that says, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sin? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't have it this morning, you can try all you want to. You won't have no victory. Let's stand. I'm going to challenge you this morning. Might be somebody here that can just come tell you, you know. Just come tell the Lord. Say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to leave my family to live for you. Lord, I'm going to serve you. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm going I'm to try to see, uh, Lord, to, if, I can, if I can begin to clean this thing up, if, if this house might be purged, that that water might flow again. Father, we're going to give you thanks. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name.